Are you weary? Unsure? Are you overwhelmed by the trials of life? Now more than ever, it is time to lift your gaze. It is no coincidence that you are tuned in at this very hour. This listener-supported podcast, Lift Your Gaze, promises to deliver empathy, edification, and empowerment. And with your subscription today, you will have access to every single impactful episode of Lift Your Gaze. Brace yourself for the breakthrough you've been waiting for. It's time to lift your gaze. Welcome to Lift Your Gaze, the podcast that ignites your spirit and uplifts your soul. I'm your host, Kim M. Clark, CEO and founder of Lift Your Gaze. Lift Your Gaze exists to provide hope to the darkest areas of our society, the correctional system. I'm also a best-selling and multiple award-winning author and the publisher of Deep Waters Books. As a former marketing college professor and Johns Hopkins alumni, I invite you to join me on a transformational journey in the boundless healing power of hope. So if you're seeking a fresh perspective, a glimmer of light amidst the darkness, then join us as we embark on this extraordinary journey of hope. Because no matter how challenging life may seem, remember, hope is the force that can lift us to new heights and create a world filled with boundless potential and a faith-based approach to trauma healing. Welcome to episode 113, Don't Give Up Before the Miracle. For our Jehovah Nishi, the God of Miracles upholds you. I love this name, Jehovah Nishi. It's one of my favorite names. And just to give you a backdrop of the word Nishi. Now, I know some of you might know it's Jehovah is my banner. So it's the Lord God is my banner. Now, banners back in biblical time were not like a piece of fabric or a piece of vinyl that had words written on it. Instead, it was actually like a signal pole. It was actually a, a shining gem on top of a signal pole. So like um, Moses' staff would have had something shiny or bright on top of it when he when that first battle of eye, and we'll talk about that. But when that light reflected, refracted from this um, gem on top of the signal pole or on top of the staff, that was the Israelites' cue during the, their first battle from making them slaves to warriors to lift their gaze. It's such a powerful huh, sign of the God is my miracle. So it's not just a, the banner is like the God of miracles is uh, goes ahead of me. That's what that name means. And I just love that name. So that our God, Jehovah Nishi of miracles upholds you. So if you're struggling right now and you're like, oh, I can't lift my gaze, lift your gaze. Jehovah Nishi's banner, his promise of victory goes ahead of you. It does not mean we circumvent the battle, which is, I think, important. It does not mean that things are easy because battle strengthens warriors. And if you are a follower of Christ, congratulations, you are a warrior. And the battle strengthens you and also glorifies God But how tightly with your arms and legs you hold on to that cross and look your way up and just look up as you lift your gaze. Before we take a back dive in that meaning of Jehovah Nishi, I wanted to share um, just a short anecdote with you. Uh, mutual friends of ours suffered an aneurysm one Sunday on his way to church. And his wife and uh, he are really good friends of our family. We had him over dinner just like the week before this incident happened. He was then airlifted to two hospitals and the initial diagnosis was, was very grim. It was terrifying. And, and as you know, an aneurysm is not a good thing to get. The ripple effects of this medical 
catastrophe rippled through our community, our church, and even our town, our, our whole city. Our family was personally devastated. Again, we we just we kn- we've known them for so long. And actually, it was funny when we first moved here it was in this area of Orlando. We uh, this was one of the first couples my husband met. We moved to this area during COVID, and my husband was actually at the pool. The community pool was open, which we were very excited about because I know a lot of things were closed during COVID. And um, he had met uh, this, this woman, the wife, and he said, "Oh, you know what, Kim, you've got to speak to this woman. She's like going to be your new friend." <laughs> And she said, yeah, every day we come here, we, we do our work at the pool. So I went the next day and saw my laps. And I met her and her husband. I immediately fell in love with them. They were just, we were so grateful to have them in our neighborhood and our family. Or just, we're just very grateful. So we have known them from several years. And uh, when he had this aneurysm, the whole church got around. They prayed. We prayed for them. And then each night, um, he... <laughs> didn't like having the feeding tube in his nose and would yank it out. He would come out of his, um, they would have him in a, uh, just like a, a heavy sedated sleep so he could heal, his brain could heal. And he would pull out the tubes because they were bothering him. Sure it was. He had a ventilator, uh, excuse me, had a, not a ventilator, yeah, a, a, vent, a vent in to help him breathe. He also had a feeding tube in. I guess these bothered him. So when he would come out and the medicine would wear off, he would yank these, try to yank these things off. And it was really... Uh, scary. So she would have uh, some one of the ladies spend the night just to kind of help her um, uh, just hold her husband down until because um, I imagine it was scary for him waking up the hospital with all these tubes out of him and have, hold him down until the nurse would come in and sedate him again. So I was one of the lucky women to be able to do this and <laughs> um, I, I really fell in love with his extended family and uh, just all of them. You just they're just extraordinary group, an extraordinary family, an extraordinary group of people and their family was extraordinary. I just enjoyed them so much. Even during this horrible time we prayed and gosh, we prayed so much and we fasted and and then my my um second night I was there, the second time I spent the night, um and and my girlfriend, she sleep they didn't have an extra bed for either one of us. So she sleeps in this tiny little love seat. This is like barely fits two people. And I had the uh, recliner chair. And every time you turned, the recliner chair tried to, like, swallow you up like a taco and snap you close. Like, it was really an hysterical <laughs> evening because you were like, oh, I'm not getting much sleep. So not only, you know, and then you'd hear um, her husband stir and we'd wake up and try to just hold him down until the nurse would come in and sedate him again. But it was, it was a it was a tough night. And um, she stood by his side the whole time and never left him. So it was extraordinary Again, I was just in awe of their faith and how they walked through this. And then um, at one time I'd spent the night and I was tired. It was, I think, my second time doing this. And I was tired and I was thinking, oh, I just want to go home. And I heard the Lord say, no, I want you to wait. And I was like, Lord, I'm just tired. She needs rest. If I leave, she can rest a little bit because we didn't get a lot of sleep the night before. He was up a bit. And we were both tired and uh so the Lord said, no, I need you to stay. And I was like, okay, I'll, st- I'll stay. And I was, I was like, you know, when you're so bleary-eyed, you're like drooling and you're having trouble focusing and walking. That's where I was. I was like, I'm just so tired. I went to good night. night. <laughs> but um, Lord said, stay until one. So I I'd stayed. And then I remember at one o'clock, I was like, okay, God. And what we would do is we would talk to her husband to continue just to get him just interacting because 
even in that state, they told us he could still hear. So we would talk to him, encourage him, pray over him. We involved him in our conversations, even though he couldn't respond. We would just constantly involve him. So at one point, um, the they took out the they tried to take out the a few days later they tried to take out the breathing tube, and they couldn't do it. It wasn't ready. Um, so we had to wait a few more days, and they had just taken it out. I guess two or three days, and I was actually there at that day when they took it out, and that was huge because that means he can breathe on his own, and that was a huge, uh, just huge milestone to overcome. And that was few days prior to this, I was there again for that one. And then for this one, uh, when, so two days later, he's had his, his breathing tube out and he's, uh, he's, he's, we keep asking him questions and talking to him. And, and at one point uh, I'm asking him questions and he just wakes up and it was a miracle. This was like really the God of miracles was right there. I mean, he went from not nodding not being able to be coherent to um, we're talking about food. And all of a sudden I was asking him if he remembered coming over to our house for dinner and he was nodding and he said, yes, we have to have you over. Or I forgot the first word he said, but it was, we were in awe. And, and then his wife motioned me to keep talking, keep asking questions. So I'm thinking with like no sleep on opening questions as I'm drawing him out on like, so um, we're talking about food he likes to make and how he likes to make hot dogs and how it's the best way to make them. And, and as I'm, I'm asking him these questions, I'm just tearing up and crying because he's responding and he's coming back and he's, uh, he's coming back to all of us. And it was just so beautiful just to be in that, to witness that, him, that awakening. And that's that's the beauty of the God of miracles is, and, and actually this person is now, um, he's not hundred percent recovered, but he's doing so well. It's been a year now and he's doing extremely well, but just to get, to be present for to see that miracle was just such a gift and to have being able to ask him questions and have to help him to bring him out of that was just beautiful to be part of that miracle. It was just so it was just like a, a huge God wink and a huge like, like God's there. And because in that floor with um, in the neuronino floor with with the brain injuries or strokes, most people don't wake up. And so many of the doctors and nurses were like, there's a parade of them coming in as he was talking. And, you know, my girlfriend's texting the doctor going, he's awake, he's responding, he's get in here quick and they were all coming in going you don't understand some of the doctors like I, I just took your breathing tube out I can't and he was like yeah so what yeah I remember moving on <laughs> and yeah I want to go home when can I start golf when can I start golfing <laughs> he was ready and we were like oh my gosh but to be involved in that level the miracle was just so so sweet and so blessing. And that's, I think, what God does. Sometimes we want to give up before the miracle. Because for me, I, I wanted to leave. I was tired. I was weary. And I think we go through difficult times in, as a warrior of Christ and as as one of his, uh, just, just one of his uh, just servants. We get tired. And that's normal. And that's okay to go to God going, I'm tired. Please strengthen me. Please. I'm weary. And that's that's normal. But I think it's also we need to take that emotion and go to God with that. And I know so many times I've wanted to give up 
for the miracle. And this was a perfect example of this. I wanted to go home. I was done. I was tired. I was, had been there so long. I'd been there for um, you know, close to 20 hours and oh, I was done. But God was like, no, I want you here. And God kept just using my voice to bring back this person, which was just so beautiful and such a blessing to be able to witness that awakening. And again, I want to just encourage you, if you're Everyone says it's darkest for the dawn, and I'm like, it's dark at all night. <laughs> the whole night's dark. But don't give up. Don't give up before the miracle. We do have a God of miracles. And that that just example of how God redeems, God heals, he saves, and he's the God of miracles. I'm hoping that story just encourages you because that's the God we serve. Let me explain to you the name Jehovah Nishi and that meaning. It really means the Lord is my banner or the God of miracles. And we talked about what a banner means. It's a banner in biblical times, again, was not a cloth or a, um, or a vinyl banner. It were leather. They probably would use cowhide. But it was rather that signal pole. So let me go into depth about this explanation, this meaning, Nishi. It's N-I-S-S-I. And if you have my prayer book, Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze Prayer Book, it's available on Amazon, wherever fine books are sold. I'm on chapter 7, and I'm on page 109. And this, again, it means Jehovah Nishi, and it means the Lord is my banner, God of miracles. And Moses erected an altar in response to the Israelites' first battle and victory over the Amalekites after leaving the bondage of slavery in Egypt. This was their first battle. This was big news. And he called this banner, um, uh, this altar, actually, excuse me, this altar Jehovah Nishi, which means the Lord is my banner. During biblical times, a banner wasn't a flag, but rather a spare signal pole, an ensign or a standard with a bright shining ornament that sparkled in the sun. For the Hebrew name for banner means to glisten. Isn't that interesting? The Hebrew name for banner means to glisten. Among the Jews, Nishi is also interchangeable with the word miracle. How cool is that? So this initial uh, clash transformed the Israelites into warriors and and confirmed who fought for them, the all-powerful Elohim, which I think is a reminder for all of us in the middle of our battle. The Israelites dominated as long as Moses held up his Elohim-given staff of miracles throughout the battle. Israelites' enemies prevailed when he became weary and lowered his arms and staff. Moses' brother Aaron and her, Aaron's chief assistant and priest, placed a large rock for Moses to sit on because he was exhausted. This was a long battle. And each man then head up, held up one of Moses' arms until Joshua, the leader of the, this motley crew of ex-slaves, defeated the well-trained Amalekite army. This conflict established the Israelites that their Jehovah was not only their provider and Lord, but also their protector. Moses' rod emulated the bright countenance of their Jehovah, who ensured victory for his people. As Christians, the cross of Christ is our banner throughout our spiritual warfare. The name Jehovah Nishi points to our Jehovah Jesus as we go from strength to strength in our victories. Now, again, this this name Jehovah Nishi is first found in Exodus, Exodus 17, 8 through 9. This is when the Amalekites fought Israelites at Rephendim, right? Mispronounced it, I apologize. I think it's, it's Rafidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill and I will hold in my hand the staff of Elohim told me 
to take along. Joshua, Joshua did, and Moses told him, and fought the Amalekites, Why Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, Israelites would win. But as soon as he put his hands down, the Amalekites would start to win. Eventually, Moses' hands felt heavy. So Aaron and Hur took a rock, put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron held up one hand, and Hur held up the other. And his, hand, his hands remained steady until sunset. This is a long day. So Joseph, excuse me, so Joshua defeated the Amalekite army in battle. And Yahweh Jehovah said to Moses, write this as a reminder on a scroll and make sure that Joshua hears it too. I will completely erase any memory of the Amalekites from the earth. Moses built an altar and called it Yahweh Nishi or Jehovah Nishi. He said, because a hand was lifted up against Yah, Jehovah's throne, and Yahweh Jehovah will be at war against the Amalekites from one generation to the next. And that's again from Exodus seventeen eight through 6. And we also see this as we I thank God that he gives us the victory through our Lord Yeshua, Jehovah Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. So those are just really, we all need through our battle are Aaron and her. And for my girlfriend, I was either Aaron or her, depending on how, um, whatever name she wanted to give me. But we, her rock was obviously the word of God. But we all need people around us in our battle, and we need to choose them carefully. So I hope that encourages you to, when you're going through a difficult time, to look through who do you want as your Aaron and her? And sometimes it's people you would not have picked, which is pretty interesting. Normally I find that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have picked them, but they were perfect for that season and for that battle, which is how big God is. So let me read you this prayer on Jehovah Nishi is my armor. This is based on the promises found in Ephesians 6. And where I say I, put in your name. So I receive power from Jehovah Elohim and his mighty strength. I put on the armor that Jehovah Nishi supplies so that I can stand against the devil's strategies and scheme. I know this battle is not a wrestling match against a human opponent. I am fighting against rulers, authorities, and powers who govern this world of darkness and spiritual forces that control evil in the heavenly world. For this reason, I take up the armor that Jehovah Nishi so generously supplies. I can then oppose the enemy during these evil days. I will overcome all obstacles and stand my ground. I am steadfast and immovable. I fasten the truth around my base, excuse me, around my waist like a belt. I put on Jehovah Nishi's breastplate of righteousness. My shoes are fitted with the readiness of the gospel and firm foundation to spread the gospel of peace. My faith is a shield to extinguish all the flaming arrows around the evil one. I don the helmet of salvation and take up the word of Elohim as a sword of the spirit. I pray in the spirit without ceasing in all situations and with every kind of prayer and supplication. To that end, I keep alert with all perseverance, interceding and making supplications for all of Jehovah's people. Amen. This is another prayer for Jehovah Nishi's my banner, based on the promises found in Psalm 60 and Isaiah 8. Jehovah Nishi's banner is raised over me, and all who fear Elohim. I and the saints of Jehovah Nishi will rally around the signal pole when attacked by the enemy. I praise Jehovah Nishi in advance for his goodness, salvation, and mercy. 
Jehovah Nishi will rescue me. I stand on Jehovah Nishi's faithful promise that he alone will triumph and divide my opponents. I know human assistance is worthless. I will display great strength from Jehovah Nishi. The plans of my enemies will never succeed because Jehovah Nishi is with me. I worship Jehovah Nishi because he's holy and fights for me. Jehovah Nishi is a safe place for me and a stumbling block for all who come against him. I will wait for and hope in Jehovah Nishi alone. I praise Jehovah Nishi in advance for the victory. Amen. This is the last prayer I'm going to read to you on Jehovah Nishi. Because we do have a God of miracles. Jehovah Nishi of miracles. I celebrate and agree with Moses when he erected an altar and called it Jehovah Nishi after the Israelites' first victory at slavery. I know that during biblical times, a banner wasn't a flag, but rather a bare signal pole, ensign, or a standard with a bright shining ornament that sparkled in the sun. For the Hebrew word for banner means to glisten. I rejoice because the Hebrew word Nishi is interchangeable with the word miracle. I know Jehovah Nishi is Kim's source of all amazing wonders, or actually is my source of all amazing wonders. I exalt the all-powerful Elohim who fights for me. I declare that Jehovah Nishi is my provider and protector. My gaze is fixated on Jehovah Jesus' complete and saving work on the cross. I know my enemies will not prevail. When I am weary, as we all become, Jehovah Nishi will bring an Aaron and a Hur to remind, help, and pray for me. I lift my gaze to Jehovah Nishi, who does not focus on the enemy. Kim, or excuse me, I rejoice as the cross of Christ is my banner for spiritual warfare as I go from strength to strength in victory. Amen. I hope that blesses you, and I hope and I pray God provides you. Your Aaron is her, and your, and your rock is the word of God as you're in the middle of your banner. And I do pray that... and. That you don't give up before the miracle, our Jehovah Nishi, and know that the God of miracle has you. This is episode 113. And of course, Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported co- listener-supported podcast. Go to www.liftyourgaze.org to make a tax-deductible donation to support this podcast. You can find the Lift Your Gaze podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and SoundCloud. You can also find Lift Your Gaze at Nona FM mobile apps and on our website, www.liftyourgaze.org, and click on podcast. Thank you for listening. God bless you and lift your gaze. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lift Your Gaze. Be sure to subscribe so you may continue to enjoy upcoming episodes. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. We deeply appreciate your partnering with us today. We would also like to invite you to visit liftyourgaze.org. There, you'll have the opportunity to learn about our impactful community programs, such as our HOPE initiatives. And we welcome you to kindly consider a tax-deductible contribution that will enable us to continue to share the message of Lift Your Gaze. Until next time, there's always hope when you lift your gaze.